Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, old time crime gal fans. It's Melissa here, and guess what? This Thursday, I'm not alone anymore. Hello, hello, hello. It's Shannon, and I'm back for better or worse. (laughs) It's been the worst few weeks, but... But you've missed a lot. I have. You were gone during the whole Gabby Batito incident. Yes, I was. I was. And I know we had some... Thank you for holding the... Yeah. Holding it for us. What What do you think about that? I don't know. I'm trying to decide. Um, first of all, it's very sad. Yes. And well, we ended it with, I ended the discussion that he was on the run. Oh, and now okay. we know that he's not on the run. Yes. That his remains have been found and confirmed. But I just, weird. Yes. I don't, I his don't. His parents see. went right to him on the trail. It's just, it's strange. I don't, yeah. How do you go right to him? Even if you know where your child hikes and. Um, to go right to the spot and I, I don't know they're trying to figure them out has been a mystery in itself and aren't they weren't they estranged doesn't he have a sister were they estranged from no no him? he had a sister and she had first said something about she doesn't know where he was or she hasn't heard from him and then it was later find, found out that she went camping with them oh okay. and um but she hasn't know. come back in the picture. It's just the, the parents and the lawyer right now. Mostly the lawyer. But they yeah. have never once made a statement about Gabby. They had, The attorney even said in a news broadcast, he's like, this is not about her. This is about them and their missing child who's now dead. And I'm like, well, it was everything to do with yes. Gabby. Yes, yes. Uh, and I, don't under, I just don't understand why, by, you know, typical charges – for things like they gave misinformation to me, that's aiding and well. I think that's and, the reason that his remains were found. Like I think that they probably leaned on them with obstruction of justice because you could have got jail time, especially if they knew something. Yeah, and then they caved and told him what they knew, and then took him right to where he maybe he was yeah, or deeper there. I, it's gonna be interesting to watch and see how it plays. So out. like next year, this time should be when like the Datelines and the twenty twenties and the. Um, all oh, those shows should have yes. caught up and now featured that case. So. Yeah. And then it's going to be a movie. You know, it's going to be a movie, right? It's got to be. Every, yeah. Lifetime. I don't watch those movies, but I'm pretty it, sure it's going to be yeah, out there. It'll definitely be a movie. So, you know what's so weird? Thinking about that, because they were hiking and going through, like, traveling for the summer, right? So, I've heard that people rent their couches out to oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did we, we didn't talk about that. No, no. Would you rent your couch out to some stranger that was coming through? No, no. And and we've stayed in strangers' houses. Like, we, we've done the Airbnb thing, but we've always done separate entrances, locked entrances, and I don't know. It, but just to rent a couch. Mm. I heard that story through this whole Gabby thing, and I'm like, you know, I just, yeah, to me, that's crazy. I mean, crazy. that lifestyle just be seems, careful, people. Like, you're just hiking, you're going from place to place, you're crashing here, here's, you know, 25 bucks, whatever, yeah. move on your way. Too many people just go missing. I can't, yeah. I can't. Now, I do like the traveling and being out and camping. And yes, but drive your own RV and park yes. it somewhere. <laughs> Try to vet the person, our new word for the last five years, vet the person you're going to be with. Run a background Yeah. <laughs> if there's issues before you leave, don't, don't go. Just don't go with them. 
So, but yeah, that that's been very interesting. It was it'll be interesting to see what happens with the parents. Well, ironically, talking about Gabby and you know the national park, oh, this yeah. one happens in a national park too. Yeah, I actually, oh, yeah. she usually does the research on this one, but I watched it. Yeah, there was a uh, four-part series um, about it on Hulu. What was it called? Wild Crime, I think. Yes. And I watched the first episode, and I had already knew I wanted to do this story. And I was like, that's it. This is the one. And then it ended, and I was like, wait, there's more to the story. And then the second episode played, and I was like, oh, they're going to drag this out. So it was four, like, hour-long shows about this particular person that we're going to talk about. And it's really super interesting to me how he went about his life and said we're going to talk about Harold Henthorne and his wife Tony. So Tony met Harold online. So she was in Jackson, Mississippi and at the time she was a successful eye surgeon um, but she you know wanted more out of life. She wanted to be married. She was involved in her church. Um, You know she grew up playing sports. She just wanted the husband and the kids in the hall. I mean who doesn't? Right. So, she was actually online on a Christian dating site and met this person named Harold. And Harold uh, was a wealthy businessman. He claimed to be like a fundraising expert mm-hmm. who raised a bunch of money for like nonprofits and schools and churches and like special needs, like everything that should tug at your heartstrings. Yes. Like, this is a wholesome, this is a, a good guy. And so, they met in 1999 and like nine months later, they're already married. And, you know, it seemed like everything was falling into place. They had the big church wedding and just everything was going great. Well, he convinced her to move to Colorado from Mississippi, which, I mean, you probably couldn't convince, you could convince me because that has better weather and more things to do. But wasn't that where he was living when they met? Was he living in Colorado? Yeah. I think so. He had always, like, he would take her to trips or always get her over there and, like, try to convince her how great it was. And, they decided to move. So she sold her practice and relocated from Jackson to Colorado. And it was a difficult decision because she was a really family oriented person and yeah. she has to leave her mom or dad or her, you know, her sister, her brothers, all that to just go and start this new life. But at the same time, she was ready to go start a new life with her, you know, wealthy, handsome hubby who was into such Christian ventures well and just helping <laughs> a helper supposedly. yeah helping raising all this yeah. money and giving to all those good causes and so and they ended up having a daughter in 2005 and they named her Haley so it's a little baby girl and so for their 12th wedding anniversary Harold kind of sets up this surprise right. he calls her co-workers and gets them to clear her schedule for the weekend and they set up her her schedule with, like, dummy patients that didn't exist. So, she thought everything was, like, normal. And she goes in to have this appointment, and it's her husband on the exam room. And she's like, uh, yeah, what are you doing here? Yes. And he had somebody film it. So, it was supposed to be this, like, big surprise. You know, hey, we're going on vacation this weekend. Happy wedding anniversary. I've got your bag packed. We're leaving now. And that's kind of romantic. But if you watch the video... She's, it's obvious that she's not feeling right. It. She's a little skeptical. She's like, yeah, like well, this is weird. Like, mm-hmm. okay, and and it was usual for them to take a trip on their anniversary every year, so it wasn't something that was completely out of the blue, but it did catch her off guard. And I think some things had been building up, as we'll yeah, see. So. Yeah, um, I didn't quite. This is actually going to be like a part two. 
Okay, so we're going to stretch this out a little bit because there is a lot of information. Well, that's good because my brain can't. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go Shannon slow. needs a part two for her brain. We're so. going to go slow this week. And I would I just shout out to everyone who listened these last couple of weeks because I was just trying to not rush. I talk really fast if you hadn't figured that out yet. My brain operates on lightning speed sometimes and I have a hard time slowing down. And no one was there to remind me or give me that look to slow it down a little bit. So, so thank you for listening and supporting <laughs> and sharing. Yes. So we're on their 12th wedding anniversary. So it's the 29th of September. It was 2012. So they decided to go out for a hike in the Rocky Mountain National Park. So it was a beautiful Saturday and it was, you know, nice until it wasn't. So we have a 911 call and that call was placed at 5.55 p.m. It was a panicked herald saying that his wife had just fallen off of a cliff. She had a bad fall was how he put it. 30 or 40 feet on the north side of Deer Mountain Summit. So rangers were dispatched. But Deer Mountain sits, it's like 10,000 feet at the top. And it's not a really easy spot for someone to find. I've never been to national parks. I know you have. Mm-hmm. It's rugged terrain. There's not just like people hanging out that work there every right. 30, 40 feet. So, That's right. you know, they had to dispatch somebody. And, you know, he had to go out hiking. So he left at like 6.15. They finally got somebody to reach the trailhead and then he has to hike up to where he said she fell off so he has to to go up so he had been hiking for about 30 minutes and he hears radio chatter he hears that like harold's talking to the 911 dispatcher again asking for help on how to administer cpr Mm -hmm. and it was starting to get dark so this is 8 p.m when the ranger finally gets anywhere near the area that harold says that she fell and they couldn't see, but they had a whistle. So they were kind of whistling back and forth. He, the ranger would whistle, and then he would hear the whistle. And so they finally, like, found each other. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe how frustrating that must have been for the ranger who's trying to find somebody who might, you know, be dying and need yes. help, and he can't get to them. Yes. So it was, like, eight eight fifteen before they could get there. So as the ranger the ranger's walking up, Harold's, like, running over and starts trying to attempt to do CPR like he had been there the whole time, which was right. kind of odd. Um. She was laying on her back with her head wrapped, so it's obvious she had a big head wound, and she was, like, checked for a pulse, and the ranger told Harold that it was, you know, too late. She was already gone, and he just, like, he agreed. He's like, I think he, so, too. Yeah, he did. It was almost calm, like, I think so. He's I like, think I think right. so, too. Yeah. And so the ranger told Harold that, you know, I'm going to take you down. We're, we're going to hike back down, and somebody's going to come stay with her overnight mm-hmm. until the body could be removed the next morning because you obviously you don't want animals or any critters to you know disturb and disperse or and out there they would yes they so. would pick apart and so he was like okay that's fine like yeah no reluctancy to leave no like yes I, and you never know how you're gonna react but i think i would be more than like okay yeah that's cool it's like yeah i know <laughs> just from personal experience with losing a parent I was up all night knowing that my parent was safe until they got, you know, to the funeral home. And I just can't imagine. Matt, I didn't even want to leave the hospital room with, with my mom at yeah, past. You're like, yeah. you just don't, yeah. you don't. So, I mean, I, and I would think something like this is a tragic thing. I would want to stay with her, especially, you know, as much as you love her and everything. So, Well, that particular ranger didn't think anything of it because, I mean, how many... 
Yeah. It's a hazard. It's a risk you take when you hike national right. parks. There are cliffs. People do slip. Accidents do happen. No one is going to automatically assume if you don't know somebody like something nefarious happened. Right. Um. So he's just like, okay, yeah, it was an accident. So then they go to. The I don't know the way the things are going over the past few years. I think I would. <laughs> well, now suspect it's, everybody. Well, now it's true crime, and what we know and what yeah. we know, we would suspect everything. Yeah. We would have been like, okay, stay right here. What did you do? Yeah. What is your timeline? <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, things can happen. So. so the next morning, um, Paul Larson actually heads out and he documents the scene and his job is to take photos and measurements and pictures and, you know, kind of try to figure out what happened. If it was a safety issue, like something with the terrain that the park can fix, if it's on a regular trail, you know, just to figure out, you know, what happened. Yes. And, you know, he located what they called like an impact tree. So it's obvious this particular tree on the cliff was where she hit because the branches were bent backwards there was blood there was hair they they knew that that's where she hit but it's not where she was found Mm -hmm. so she had been dragged like a good eight feet i think they said there was a blood trail like eight feet across like rocks into a flatter area which still could have been trying to get to a flat surface to administer cpr i mean that could have been necessary but it just didn't look like it was on the up and up of what he was saying right so they, um, and then like stuff was found beside her, like her backpack and her camera. And if you fall and stuff was falling too, it would be everywhere. Yeah. It would be like scattered. And I, it was kind of like, just like thrown next to her. Like it was the rain. Yeah. Which is odd. And like one of her boots was found on another area of the cliff untied. And if you're hiking, your boots are tied. And even if you fall, they're not going to just untie themselves. It was it's just really strange. And so they took inventory of his car while they're asking them some you know, basic questions about what had happened. And inside they find something interesting. So it was a map of the area of the Rocky Mountain National Park trails, which alone, yeah, we hear sirens, so something's going down in our area. Let's go check it out. No, <laughs> no, no, no. fine okay. right here. Um, we'll hear about it later. Hmm. <laughs> But um, big, yeah, it's a couple of things. Are they passing by? We'll see. It sounds like we have a window. Yep, that was an ambulance. Okay, police sirens went by what five minutes ago? Yeah, but I thought that um, that stopped before, or was that a fire engine? I don't know. We're in an active area, guys. (laughs) Okay, we'll get back to this active area. Yes, he had a map. Yes, more so. Pray for them to be safe. Yes, amen. They um no lost my place. I know we were talking. Now I'm trying about to look how, out the window to I see know. if there's another emergency vehicle going by. Um, so anyway, they found something interesting yes, they, in his car. Well, they found right? a map. So okay. um, the map alone is nothing. Like if you hike and if you've ever been to a national park, you grab all the, you know, the little what you, rat cards and maps and everything to kind of get familiar with where you are. All the stuff that I'm like, don't get that yeah. put it in my car, kids. <laughs> You're never gonna look at it, please. Well, he used <laughs> it. He used his so oh, much so, he so that effective. he had the Deer Mountain Trail highlighted, which is the trail that they were taking. Mm-hmm. He had a X marked on the spot on this b- little cliff. He you couldn't know, have been yeah. because he was going to ask her to that, marry him because they had already been yeah, married. Yeah, and their anniversary. And then on the top of the cliff on the ridge line, he had another X. And they were eerily where they were at, like where she had fell and where they were standing up top. 
So that kind of like doesn't really look good for no. old Harold there. No. Um, so they, they hold that as evidence. They're like, well, we found this. We're going to set this to the side. That's just a little crazy. So it gets turned over to the ISB. Do you know what the ISB is? I you do. should. I know. With it's your husband's profession. Yeah. Well, it's the um, Investigative Services Branch of the National Park Service. Okay, gotcha. So, they're kind of like federal special agents. And there was a lady that was involved in this. Yeah. That was like, she was awesome. Yeah. She, um, but they like, they have to do everything. They have to rock climb. They have to scale ropes. Mm-hmm. They have to know how to survive without, you know, food, water for days and there's like, they cover 85 million acres and there's only 34 of them. Ooh. So it's kind of like a special, yeah, special forces kind of thing. Yeah, it's really cool. So they have to have a special skill set. <clears throat> so they um, handle complex cases that happen on federal land. And of course, this is a national park. It falls on federal land. It was like something criminal probably did happen. Or they have the suspicion, so the stuff gets turned over to them. So two days after the incident, rangers go to Harold's house house and they want to ask him some questions Mm -hmm. and so they're like hey you know they found her camera and they got pictures off of it so they could kind of like do a timeline on where where they were at what time and when they were hiking so he's showing those pictures to harold and he doesn't want to see them he's like that's my wife that's my wife you know i don't i don't want to see him which i kind of i kind of get i was that way trying to find pictures for like funeral services Mm -hmm. and you don't want to dig it's just too soon to kind of look at stuff like that so that doesn't seem weird. But then they pull out the map. And they're like, hey, tell us about this map you had here. And he just didn't have anything to say. Wow. And then he didn't return the guy's calls after that for, like, follow-up interviews. He just straight up, like, ignored them. So that was another red flag that something probably wasn't right. And he explained his story was, you know, tell me again what happened. And so he says he didn't see her fall. He was looking at his phone because he just got a text message. Mm. So he was looking down at his phone, and when he looked up, she just wasn't there anymore. Mm. <laughs> Which I can see that happening Yeah, nowadays because people have their phones glued to their face. Yes. However, the text message that he got came in at 5.54. And remember, he called 911 at 5.55. Oh, yes. That's right. <clears throat> and he called 911. After he made the 45-minute hike down to find her, to find out that she needed 911. So, his story is not making any sense at no, all. No, it sounds a little mixed-matched. And so, the agents go down to her job to talk to her co-workers. And that's when they find out about they set up everything and watch the video. And it just, they did not get that happy reaction at all that she right. wanted to go on this trip. Now, you may get to this later because I haven't read what you've written, but... Do they also talk about how he was texting her family? Oh, I get to that. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Because we'll this there. is just a little Y'all bit. hang on. It's crazy. So the timeline. So the co-workers and yeah, find out. They find out about how they were, you know, he packed that bag and he whisked her away right straight from work. She really didn't have a, yeah. a choice and they just left on their trip. He had already lined up a nanny. He had already like had everything taken wow. care of, which in a kind of way seems nice, but it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I've never had that happen. So me neither. It sounds really nice. I've done it. If you've done it, we're we're proud of you. If you're a husband, do it, but just you not know, with the intention to, to harm your to your, push your yeah, wife off. Yeah. But no, Spoiler alert! Yeah, that's really really cool though. 
if you do that. So, but I've done it. I've packed a bag and said, "Hey," and made reservations without saying anything. And oh, that's so nice. Going on. But that was I have two. I just didn't take him with me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a future plan for me. Yeah, hey, my bag. You do everything. I'm packing a bag. I'm packing my bag. You can surprise your husband. I'm going to be gone for the weekend, hubby. Enjoy. Here's all the numbers you need. Have fun. Yep. I'll be praying for you while I'm out at the beach <laughs> with the waves crashing. So the agents have their timeline. So they start to take the evidence and they in, they start the hike around two o'clock. And that's a little late to begin a hike when sunset's around six. When it gets yeah. dark and you can't see anything and you're out in the middle of the woods, that's just not really smart. Unless you're prepared to do that. And the height of where they're going. Yep. I mean, you're especially... I mean, I've only had one experience of really going out west, but when you're going up high into the mountains, you can start it early because you don't want to be out there in the dark unless you're prepared to defend yourself against wild animals. <laughs> we got lost in Meadow Mountain without cell phone service around five o'clock during winter. And I was like, Dana, we got to go. We got to go now. I was like, there's bears out yeah, here. That's pretty scary. And it's not even a mountain for <laughs> those who don't live around dark. here. We're looped around the street. <laughs> well, I can't imagine being like where you have terrain that was really hard yeah. to track because me not mountains not that bad but yeah it's not even a mountain but no, no it's not but it's okay I'm... it's a pretty place <laughs> it's a state park where we live so they recreated their hike verse based on the pictures and the time that they took their pictures so they stopped to eat lunch at this like little cliff thing with this dead tree and they had the picture and it showed like the, the agents where they were and then where they were so to get to that point you had to like there's no path to it. It's not a place that people obviously have been to. That he had to have scouted it before to know that that cliff with that view was there. Yeah. And it was like a quarter of a mile off of the trail. And so his his reasoning was like they wanted this little private area to eat lunch. So, but it was not. It was a very physically demanding hike to get to that point. And then not only did they get to that cliff to eat lunch, they went further down to get to another edge of this cliff. To take more pictures. And to get there, it's like a, I think they said it was a 60 degree decline over sheer, like a boulder wall. So you're having to like hold on like three points of contact and dig your way down. And it just doesn't seem like, well, I, I can't even, even if my husband said, hey, come down here, the view's great. I'm like, no, I'm good. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I'll see you when you get back up yeah. here. Because if you get down, you still have to get back up that doesn't sound like a fun 12th anniversary i'm sorry no especially she played sports in school and went through two knee surgeries and had arthritis yeah. and like that's not something that she, i wouldn't and i think they were hikers but maybe not that intense or yeah. maybe when she was a little bit younger i mean i have bad knees and i don't even like going up my two-story house i'm not gonna go <laughs> down that. I'm not, don't buy a two-story house when you get older it's not fun but yeah that's crazy so then they hiked their way down, and when they asked him, why did you go down? Why go down further? You've made it this far. You've had your lunch. Why keep going down? He gave the response, oh, she saw some turkeys and wanted to investigate. Turkeys aren't even in the area. The oh, ranger wow. was like, turkeys? Really? Oh. Really? And he's like, ah, maybe it was deer. Like, he, deer. Please. Deer scampering along. You can find those anywhere. Yeah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> so, his story gets even more crazy, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so we're back, and we were talking about how they traveled the 
down to that second part of the cliff. So they had lunch and they went down even further to, I guess, take pictures because there was a bunch of pictures that were recovered on that spot. And they were especially like two pictures of Harold 15 minutes apart. And one is he's standing like overlooking the edge, but he's got this, you can see like death grip on this tree. Like I'm about to fall down this cliff. And then another one where he's wearing a shirt and he's turned around. He's like, Smiling like, see, it's fine. You come take your, you know, I took, you took my picture and I'm going to take your picture kind of thing. As if to get her down there to that particular spot. That was really creepy. Those pictures. Yeah, don't ever decide to voluntarily take a picture next to a cliff. I mean, just don't. It just, it just doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not not safe. And so they couldn't figure out why, you know, he had those pictures back to back. But right below the tree in, in that picture is where her body was recovered. And when they're down at the cliff where, you know, at the site, you can look up and see the branches that he was, like, holding on to. Eerie. It is. Like it had been planned or something. Yeah. Mm. So, we talked about how she had been moved, like, eight eight feet around and, like, over rocks into this area. So, the stuff about Harold's story, it still doesn't make sense. It never made any sense. Now, it doesn't even make any more sense. Because when the agents reviewed the autopsy photos, it was apparent that she obviously suffered... A great deal of blunt force injuries due to the fall because she was tumbling. But what was most concerning is how big her head wound was. They said it was almost like a scalping laceration. So Uh, it would have been obvious if someone's calling 911 to say she's bleeding from the head. Like, what do I do about this head wound? Yes. Instead, her head was wrapped. Like, I'm going to try to stop this bleeding. But it just did not make any sense. Because he didn't say in anywhere of his 911 calls that she had blood he coming didn't. from her head. That's right. Um, so that was just not consistent with everything. There was also a fire built against the rock wall, like a couple of feet from where she was laying. There was like this little black stain, smudge, smoot, smut, whatever you want to call it, where he had built a fire. And he had like little sticks gathered up in this little triangle. And they asked him about that. He said it was a signaling fire. Oh, but the okay. ranger was like, that was not going to signal anything. Like oh, it wow. wasn't, it wasn't significant enough to do anything and not even a location you would use to signal anything. Huh? So just another like, yeah, way to throw things off to make him look like he tried something. But he told the rangers he was performing CPR the entire time yeah. that he was on the, like that he started his call. So where did the fire? Yeah. So you had time to build a fire. Like, that takes time. You had to yes. go around and find little twigs to stack up in that little teepee and right. ignite this fire. And also, her lipstick wasn't smudged. And ah. I've never personally done CPR. I'm certified for it. But I think your lipstick would have to be a little bit, yes. like, all over the place. Yes. Especially if you're frantically trying to breathe Deep air breaths. into this person. You know. And he should have lipstick on him. Right. And then it was, like, perfectly hmm. fine. Wow. So... And that was in the 90s. They didn't make that stay all day lip shade. <laughs> she wasn't using what other used to sell lip scents. There you go. But yeah, that's that's a little crazy. So then the next plan of action was to get the cell phone records. So, okay, so who are you talking to? Oh, like, yeah. What's going this on? Is, yeah, this shows. Yes. So 555 was when he calls 911. But he keeps hanging up on them saying that he needs to preserve his cell phone battery. His battery is dying. But then he immediately calls her brother. Okay. And he doesn't answer. He's also a surgeon. Like her family came from came from money. And we'll That's get right. to that part in the in the second Okay. In the second part. But 
She just kind of well, gave me we'll a sign a to not part. ask questions. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do this a four-part because there's enough Ooh. information to do a four-part. I like four-part. So, he calls her brother right after he calls 911. He can't. He doesn't answer. So, then he continues to text back and forth while this is going on. Like, you know, hey, she fell. She's critical. She's like, what? What would, like, yeah. it's just crazy how back and like, that's not what you should be doing right now. And then again, he can't be doing CPR while he's texting her brother and starting a fire. That's right. And so, he sent or received a total of 98 texts. Wow. That night. Man, I don't even think I'd do that in one month. Because I hate texting. 98 (laughs) texts? In one night. Oh my god! During this whole fiasco. I think a phone would be like the last thing from my mind. Other than than your 911 contact. Yes. Like I wouldn't even call family. I wouldn't even call anybody. Your most important thing is how do you get help right now? Yes. Like he even asked 911. He requested for a helicopter. He's he's like, no, no. Rangers will take forever to get here. Can you do a helicopter? Well, they couldn't land a helicopter in the middle of the cliff. That's just not how it works. And they don't recover in the middle of the night. Like, they would have to wait till the next morning anyway. But he was obviously preoccupied with letting everybody else know what was going on, that things had already happened when he was in the middle of dealing with this. And so to make matters even weirder, like, friends of the family started to notice how put together he was after the fact. And that's not saying, because you don't, we don't want to make assumptions right. or judge because people handle grief differently. That's right. Um, I, I handle grief one way and some, you know, my sister did it different and it, my brother did it different. It just, it affects people differently. So, you can't really say that. But it is a little strange that he asked a friend of the family to officiate the services and he agreed to it but he immediately had everything planned down from the seating chart to where her family was going to sit to where he was going to sit to the photos that were going to be like pre-packaged funeral plan in the midst of all this chaos like he had it planned out already down to the photo montage and i mean he did that within 36 hours man so that had to have been already yes like here's my little funeral package folder on my pc and i'm gonna shoot it dude it was in his mind for sure because you can't yeah so the day after she died he already contacted the photographer to create a slideshow for this funeral okay and she's expecting to get like pictures and i've been there you're scrambling to find any picture you can from when they were little from when they were with their family from when they were with your family anything you want to show her, their life from beginning to But you also end. want to include everybody you can think of. Right. Their whole, her whole life. Yeah. He, he didn't do that. No. He sends over 70 photos carefully selected in which he was in every single one. Mm. Like, she didn't have a life before he came along. Yeah. No pictures of her with her family. No pictures of just her and her daughter. No pictures of her... When she was little, like, nothing. Yeah. Just his life, her life with him. Right. That was it. So, the family was already, like, in shock. This is happening. They had to travel because they're all in Jackson, Mississippi. So, they have, you know, they go for the funeral. And they're having to sit in the back and watch this video montage of their daughter. And none of them are included in these pictures. Like, they didn't matter at all. Mm. 
Very that, sick sounding individual. Strange. Yes. And so, you know, no, he didn't even talk about Tony. He was even joking that she had to go get herself killed on federal land. He was more mad about the investigation. Like, there was no reason for any of that. This is just all accident, happy, oh feel lucky, whatever. Like, no tears, no emotion, no nothing. Mm-mm-mm. But that's when the letters started coming. So, suddenly, the agency finds themselves receiving these letters. And they all begin with the same kind of premise. They all say, well, you know about his first wife, right? And so, we'll get to that next next week. But, thank you for listening this week. And we'll have all the information up on the Source episode and all that stuff on the website and the Facebook group. And you can always email us. But we'll get back to this story next week. But in the meantime... If you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it. And you got it right. Woo! I got it wrong last week. I was stressing, <laughs> y'all, because um, my brain hadn't been right. And I hadn't been here in a few weeks. And I was sitting here thinking, oh, let me get this <laughs> the last right. last five minutes, you're probably going, when is she going to make me say it? When oh, is she going to make me say it? But definitely do not do the crime, because it does catch up with you in time. Yeah. So. And we will Ooh. talk about it. Have we'll a great see, week. Yeah. We'll see you next week.